0: Hey, how's it going, everybody? It's time for another episode of the Jumbo Package Football Show. Uh, episode 3, are we at? Episode 4? I can't remember. Uh, it been a crazy time. This is uh, one of the last uh, things we'll do for Speak Your Peace before we take a couple days off during Christmas and Boxing Day. And then we'll come back at you on Wednesday. So today's sort of a recap of yesterday's Sunday NFL action. Plus a preview for tonight's Monday Night Football game between the Broncos and the Raiders. So we'll start with the very first games of the day. The 10 a.m. ones here on the West Coast. Uh, Bengals play the Browns. Uh, The Browns beat the Bengals 26-18. Unfortunately for Cleveland, Tennessee won on saturday meaning that they were officially eliminated from the playoff race but it also means that this is the first time that cincinnati will be last in the afc north uh i believe in the last eight years so big win for the browns uh 284 yards and three touchdowns for baker mayfield nick chubb had 112 yards rushing uh you know, it's a real. It's it's more. I'd say it's a bigger win than it is a big loss for, Cleveland uh, for Cincinnati. Just a bigger win for Cleveland. Um. You know the Browns are really gaining some momentum. Uh, Cleveland put up sixteen points in the second quarter. Uh, although the Browns did put up, yeah, although the Bengals put up eighteen in the fourth quarter, but great win here for uh, for Cleveland tough loss for Cincinnati uh really liking the Browns next year I think they're gonna win the AFC North uh we'll see we'll see how it goes uh Cincinnati now I think is probably in line for a top 10 pick I don't know who it's a bit early to tell who they're gonna go after uh but you know great win for the Browns uh, Yeah, so next game we have the Cowboys and the the Buccaneers. Uh, It was a really good win for Dallas. They are now officially the NFC East champions. They will probably, I think, I don't know if it's official official, but I think they're hosting uh, Seattle in the first round of the playoffs. It was, it was a solid win, you know. This is the type that was the type of game yesterday for the Cowboys to show that defense, offense sells tickets, defense wins championships, and they proved that yesterday. Uh, Prescott with one hundred sixty-one yards and a touchdown passing, that one touchdown just a fade to the corner of the end zone to Michael Gallup, but the Dallas defense came up strong against Tampa Bay, forced Winston you know, into some tough situations. Winston fumbled the ball twice, I believe. And Jalen Smith had his first career touchdown, which was a fumble recovery. And I don't know if this is true or not, but I believe I saw something where if your team, uh, like, throws a pick six or has, a like, a turnover that's returned for a touchdown, the odds of you winning that game diminish greatly. And that was, I think, the... Uh, problem for Tampa Bay. They just had to overcome too much. Um, solid game from Adam Humphries. Uh, he played really well. When when uh when you know Winston threw the ball to him, yeah, like ten catches, seventy nine yards. Uh, great game from Mike Evans. Six receptions, set ninety yards and a touchdown. So, but Dallas did a really good job of stopping the run. Uh, forcing Winston to throw, he threw. Forcing Winston to throw, he threw the he threw the ball for <clears throat> almost fifty yard or fifty times yesterday. Uh, Three hundred thirty six yards passing, touchdown. So you know, tough loss for Tampa. I don't know if they're gonna keep their coaching staff in Dirt Cutter. Uh. Mike, or even Mike Smith as a defensive coordinator. Uh, that's yet to be seen, but I'm sure Tampa will make a decision here in the next couple of weeks and decide about the future of their team. I don't know if there's going to be a change to the quarterback position as well, but, you know, this is just... Yesterday was really sort of exhibit like an exhibit a of how the Cowboys will win games they will win games by just doing enough on offense making you know clutch play running the football making the clutch throws and the defense leading them that this is the new Cowboys team it wasn't like that earlier in the year but it is like that now and you know teams better be prepared for that teams have to understand that that's what they're going to get when they get you know matched up against the Cowboys. So, good win for Dallas, tough loss for Tampa. Um Tampa again, they'll get a top 10 to pick. I don't know who they might be. They might be looking at like for the Buccaneers, I would say their priority should be Well, they don't need a running back. They just drafted one with Ronald Jones, and he's had a disappointing year, but probably some help on the defensive side, probably linebacker, linebacker or offensive lineman. Uh, There is definitely quite a bit of talent on this team, uh, but they just didn't live up to their potential this year, and that's what happens. When you don't live up to your potential, everything falls apart, and you play catch-up, and you never really catch up. So, all right, next game after Tampa-Dallas was Minnesota-Detroit. Vikings beat the Lions 27-9. And this game, this game, as much as the Dallas-Tampa game was sort of an exhibit on how the Cowboys play, this this game was sort of an exhibit on how the Lions are as a team. The Lions started the game, you know, pretty good. They started, you know, they got out in front like nine nothing, and yeah, they were out, you know, out in front nine nothing, and with a ch- you know a chance to put the Vikings away, a chance to. Slay the dragon, shall you say? And the defense just can't, you know, stop anybody. So they don't stop the Vikings and Vikings come back and get a, you know, a Hail Mary touchdown to Kyle Rudolph right before the half and that's it. Momentum's over. That's pretty much how the Lions season has gone. They don't they didn't score any points in the second half. Uh it's just frustrating. Frustrating, I'm sure, for Matt Patricia. Frustrating, I'm sure, for the players who are on that team. And things got so bad. They pulled Matthew Stafford in in the fourth quarter. And they put in Matt Castle. Like, that's just how bad things were for them uh, yesterday. But, I mean, I don't know if getting rid of Jim Bob Cooter, the offensive coach you know coordinator it's really the way to go about things um i don't know if getting rid of matt stafford is the right way of going about things i mean stafford went 18 for 32 with 116 yards yesterday uh no picks no touchdowns but it it's just, it's just frustrating because i you know it's it's I I know the lion you know were sort of sellers at the deadline when they got rid of Golden Tate and that and Marvin Jones has been out for the rest of the year but you know they signed Legarrette Blunt I can't remember to a one year or two year deal and he's been he he's been I guess struggling or disappointing because he hasn't been the lead. ...guy that they wanted, but... It, ...there's a mix of everything in Detroit, and I can't say as though um, it's going to work in the few... I, I, I can't say that this team is going to be that great in the future, because I don't really know what the direction this team is going in, in the future, and I don't think they really know. I don't know if they believe that Matt, Matt Stafford is the guy... Uh, I would say, if, if, if the Lions were interested in getting a quarterback in the draft, I would say that Matt Stafford is better than any quarterback that you'll see in this draft class. But, you know, LeGarrette Blunt has been disappointed as a running back this season. And Carryon Johnson's been good, but he's been, you know, hit and miss with injury. Zach Zenner, I don't think, is going to come back next year. Kenny Galladay's a, you know, decent Passing target. So, and you know, and you know what, I'm, I'm sure that the Lions are gonna try and get rid of Theo Reddick and Amir Abdullah because they've been on the team. I want to say for at least a couple years now, and neither one of them have really stepped up in the way that they should have. So, I don't know what the future is for the Lions. I don't know what they see them. What they, see, what they see themselves as and what they expect to do next year. Uh, as for Minnesota, this is a – they had to win this game. Minnesota, like, needed to win this game to have any shot uh, of, of keeping that sixth seed. So now there's still a half game up on Philadelphia with a game against the Bears at home – That is going to be an interesting game because I believe the Bears can still get the second seed, um, so they'll probably be playing, you know, playing to win. The Vikings have to play to win, and then the Eagles will be playing to win against Washington. I think they're playing this week, so you know we'll see how that goes for the Vikings. They clearly have not been, you know, outstanding, and they started really slow yesterday against the Lions team. That uh, you know, as I said earlier, has been disappointing. So, you know, we'll see how the Vikings do at home. I don't see them, you know, if they're if they're playing the Bears or the Rams on the road. I don't see the Vikings beating either one of those teams. Um, that's just my opinion. Um, you know, they are a better team at home than on the road. They've that I I can't trust them on the road, so that's it's nice. I will to give a to say a positive uh, about the Vikings. Th- it's nice to see them get the running game going. It's nice to see Dalvin Cook finally get you know, the touches that he deserves, because he is a great running back, and I know their offensive line has been hit and miss this year, but, you know, you know, Dalvin Cook got 16 touches, 73 yards. I uh, just, you know, he, he's getting some, he even caught three passes, so he's getting some touches, which is what he deserves. He, he needs those touches, and Minnesota needs to give him those touches so that they can be successful, but, uh, you know, this upcoming week, Going against the Bears, you know, it's not going to be an easy... I think they can win that one because I I believe they are at home. Let me just take a look and make sure. Um, yeah, Vikings host Bears. They can, I, I can see them winning that one because they are at home and they're a better team at home than on the road. But uh, who knows? We'll see. As long as they get Dalvin Cook involved, then they'll be good. Um. So, nice win for Minnesota. Uh, that helps with their playoff push. Keeps them alive, at least for one more week. And we'll see how it goes next week against the Bears. All right. Uh, another AFC matchup. The Patriots took down the Bills 24-12. Uh, New England lost Josh Gordon earlier in the week, but they didn't really look like need him this week as they just, you know, Use the they use their running backs to will them to victory. You know, eighteen carries for Sony, Sony Michelle, eight carries for James White, thirteen carries for Rex Burkhead. So, obviously, a great job by the running backs of New England to get them some points. Uh, it was nice to see them take some pressure off of Tom Brady, as Brady just threw for one hundred twenty-six yards, a touchdown, two interceptions. So. You know, again, this was also a game where the Patriots' defense came through. Uh, you know, they they limited Allen to 217 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions. Uh, and, and really, you know, that that's how it should be for New England. You know, some good passing, some good running, uh, but defense. Defense has to stop the opposing teams for them to do well. Um uh, They can't put it all on their offense. And I know New England's defense has not been really inspiring the last few weeks, but they have to improve their defense if they're going to go far. I I don't think they can throw it all on their offense, but that's just my opinion. Um, So now with the standings the way they are, the Patriots find themselves in... Well, obviously on top of the AFC East, as they clinched that yesterday. But now they also have a second seed, not locked up, but in pretty good hands. Houston, I believe, is going to play Jacksonville in their final meeting of the season. And New England will have to play the New York Jets, I am pretty sure. Uh, let me just check, just to make sure that the Patriots are hosting the Jets. Uh, yes, they are. They are hosting the Jets. Do uh, so they clinch the title? So they clinch the division title. Um, if New, If New England just New England just has to beat the Jets and they get a bye, which I'd be interested to see. Uh, sort of. I like to see New England one time not make the sort of second round. Not like I like to see them do well, but I don't I I, I wanna see them go through the postseason without a buy. I don't recall I can't recall the last time that's happened. I have to search it up. But you know, the Patriots are probably gonna get, you know, that buy just because they need to win. Uh, Houston will probably play, well, we'll get into it later. We'll talk about some of the playoff, uh, scenarios, uh, later on in the week. So, yeah, another nice win for New England. Uh, not really surprising, I thought. Um, you know, Buffalo, it would have been nice if they could upset them, but it wasn't a likely outcome. So, but overall, good job for new England. Nice job by Tom Brady. Great job by the running backs, especially Sony Michelle. And I guess we'll see uh, new England next week. And if they can, you know, get themselves into this, the second round with a bye. who knows? We'll find out. Uh, all right, next game Packers and jets. Packers beat the jets 44 38 in overtime. Wow. I watched the end of that game. It was a crazy ending. Uh, I didn't see the overtime, unfortunately, but I did see uh, Aaron Rodgers get the sneak to uh, send it to overtime. So, the Packers had a real strong day from, well, obviously, Aaron Rodgers. 442 passing yards and two touchdowns. Uh also with no Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams stepped up. He had 95 yards and a touchdown on 15 carries. Aaron Rodgers had two rushing touchdowns. Uh so he did a bit of the, you know, running himself. Uh The two rookie wide receivers that really stepped up yesterday for the Packers, Equanimeous St. Brown, he had five receptions and 94 yards. Uh Marquez valdez uh scantling he had seventy five yards p- of ke- from passing with five receptions and Devonte adams seventy one yards you know third eleven receptions and then jake Conroe. i believe i i haven't heard his name so good for him he had sixty eight yards uh on three receptions and a touchdown so it was a great game uh for the Packers offensively. As for the Jets, another great performance from Sam Darnold. He had three hundred forty yard, 341 yards passing and three touchdowns. Uh, Elijah McGuire, he had 35 yards rushing and a touchdown. Uh, Robbie Anderson, hell of a game for him. 140 yards receiving, one touchdown. Uh, Christopher Herndon, 82 yards, one touchdown. Even McGuire caught a passing touchdown. So, it was a big win for. It was a big win, really, for Green Bay, even though it hurts them in a draft stock. Uh, I think they needed to secure some momentum just to, you know, make sure that things didn't end in a real sour taste for them this season. Uh, As for the Jets, they're now 4 11. Questions on if Todd Bowles will get fired? Um, you know, I like Todd Bowles. I think he's a really good defensive coach, but, you know, yesterday, I don't know if it sealed it, but I think the Jets are going to be looking for an offensive coach to work with Sam Darnold. Uh, you know, 320 passing yards is great. Uh... 47 rushing yards average is not so they will need to find a way to improve the rushing game and they have a lot of running backs that I think can take over that spot and they probably need I don't know I I like Jeremy Bates as an offensive coordinator I think he does have some potential um I don't know if the Jets were to get a new head coach that they would keep Jeremy Bates, but he would be at the. I don't know if he's, and I don't think he's a real candidate for an offense uh, for a head coaching job, but he might have to just stay with the team if they get a new head coach. But we'll see. Uh, they the Jets going to New England will probably lose uh, next week. Go four and twelve, so. The Jets have really good defense, um, but they need to improve their offense. But I don't know if Todd Bowles gets one more year. We'll see. We'll see how good or bad things go uh, next week against the Patriots. So, all right, next game, Texans in the Eagles. What a game! What a game by Nick Foles. Thank you, Nick Foles, for helping me win my fantasy pool this year because you put up 30 some odd points this week for the Eagles and thank you Jake Elliott for making your game winning field goal and I believe I think I took the Eagles at minus one and a half and they won by two so you know what congrats Philly um I I I'm really impressed with you guys. I don't know if you're going to make the playoffs or not, but, you know, Nick Foles has showed to me he could probably be a starting quarterback on somebody's team. Uh, I don't... I I, I, would, I highly doubt that the Eagles would get rid of Wentz for Nick Foles, but they have been better with Foles than they have with Wentz. Uh, I will say that. Uh, as for their opponent, the Houston Texans, well, you know what? They did everything they can to win, and they just fell short. does not help when Demarius Thomas goes out with a torn Achilles, but the Texans are sort of running on fumes. Not fumes, but they have had some problems with their depth. Um, I don't know what the Texans will do to fix that because there isn't a lot you can do. They're you know running short on you know offensive line and wide receiver, but you know you almost had it, Houston. You almost had it. It doesn't help when your defense gives up 500 yards of offense. Um, but you know what? You did your best. You're not out of it, but you just lost. You, you know, you were just you just lost to a better team on Sunday. So now the Texans are probably going to be the third seed. They will probably they will take on either Tennessee. Or Indianapolis. We'll talk about that later in the week. But... It... I have a... I'm struggling to take the Texans because of the fact that... They need to be healthy, I think. A team needs to be healthy if they're going to go far in the playoffs. And they are not healthy. So... But... You know, great game from Watson, leading passer and leading rus- leading rusher. What a game from DeAndre Hopkins. He didn't have a touchdown, but he had some amazing catches yesterday. Uh, people are still sleeping on DeAndre Hopkins, but, man, the Eagles are not out of it. You, you still have to prepare for the Eagles. Nick Foles played tremendously. Jake Elliott, you know, Secured the bag, and the defense did, for the most part, play all right. They kept them in the game. Um, but man, what a game that was! That was a great game to start off the day yesterday. So we'll see if Philadelphia can win with some help next week, and we'll see if Houston can clinch a second round, uh, a buy into the second round with some help. We'll see. Um, all right. Falcons, Panthers. Uh, do I really have to talk about that game? Uh, nice job for uh, Matt Ryan. He threw three touchdowns to three different receivers. Uh, 239 yards passing. Uh, Brian Hill, who is a second-year running back out of Wyoming, was the leading rusher For the Falcons yesterday with 8 carries and 115 yards. So, good for him. Uh, Taylor Haneke had 3 interceptions. I believe they were all within the 30. Uh, McCaffrey, again, is the only offensive weapon that the Panthers have. So, he was the leading rusher and receiver. And, you know... Both teams put up over 400 yards of offense, but it was just not going to be Carolina's day. I didn't think with Heineke, but uh, yeah, man, uh, this. Game, I'm trying to figure out how the Falcons are are six and nine this year because they have not been that good, uh, and. I believe if Carolina loses next week, I don't know who they're playing next week, but if Carolina loses next week, uh, they will be the first team to start six and two that finishes six and ten. They, they, I'm trying to think of who they're playing. They play a division opponent next, the Saints, which they'll probably lose. So they will probably be the first team that starts six and ten and then loses eight straight and then finishes. Yeah, six and two loses eight straight, finishes six and ten. What a season for the Panthers. Um, God. What a mess. Uh, all right. Next game Giants Colts. Ah, I thought the Giants might have pulled out an upset there. They did not. They lost, uh, because Eli, who actually played pretty well for the most part, um, uh, you know, do for 300 yards, do a touchdown, uh, Threw an interception at the worst possible time. And then the Colts drove down the field and scored the game-winning touchdown. So, you know what? Um, I don't think the Giants should bring back Eli next year. Uh, I don't think Justin Herbert or any one of those guys are the answer for them now. But I don't think they should bring Eli back. Um, you know, it. They act the Giants. Actually, I think Eli is an okay quarterback. I, I, I think I've said it a few times. He's not. He, he's not the worst quarterback in the league. But it's really difficult when you have a really poor offensive line, and you. Don't have a mobile quarterback, so he can't scramble or try and get extra yards on the run. Because then he'll just sit there and take sacks because he can't move. So that's part of the Giants' failure. But seems like they protected Eli for the most part. Uh, gave him an opportunity to win. Uh, but, yeah, just tough, 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 tough. Uh, great job for the Colts. They now have a big game with the Titans next Sunday night. Uh, winner makes the playoffs, loser goes home. It's in Nashville, so that's interesting. The Colts, who are three and four on the road this season, have to try and win, you know, win a game to make the postseason. Uh, that should be interesting. Nice job from Andrew Luck, 357 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, decent day for T.Y. Hilton with 138 yards. So we'll see what the Colts have next week. Should be a great game against Tennessee. Uh, just you know, tough to see the Giants lose that way. But the Colts showed resiliency, and I have to give them credit for that. That's that that takes guts to come back down, 14 nothing after the first quarter, and fight your way out of it. So nice job, Indianapolis. Ah, uh, next game, Jags Dolphins, 17-7. So the Jaguars. Pretty much sealed the deal with a pick six by Telvin Smith, and I watched that celebration. They're all like flexing their muscles and like, you know, punching each other's chest and like, yeah, all right. And it's like, I, I'm I'm up for like I'm okay with celebrations. Like I don't mind you celebrating at all, but understand that yes, you beat the Miami Dolphins, but the Jags are still like. A team with a losing record. There's, you're still 5-10 and 10 and have been one of the most disappointing teams in the league this season. And you guys are celebrating like you're going to the playoffs. Just time and place, guys. Just time and place. And I didn't think that was the place to do it, the time and place to do it. But, hey, you know what? Good for you guys. You guys won a game in the National Football League, and that's not easy to do. Um, Cody Kessler threw for 100 yards, which uh, sounds disappointing, but it's actually an accomplishment. And Blake Bortles came off the bench in the late in the third quarter. Uh, he provided a spark, according to ESPN, which I don't know what the hell that means because the only Jags points came off a field goal. From a 10-play, 51-yard drive and a Talvin Smith interception return. So, maybe he did provide a spark. I don't know. But, you know who didn't provide a spark on Sunday? Ryan Tannehill. 146 yards and a touchdown and an interception. They were bad. The Dolphins were absolutely horrendous. Oh, my God. Uh, There have been rumors about the Dolphins... Planning on shopping Tannehill after this season. And I don't blame them. I really don't. Because, you know what? The Dolphins had less than... Almost, almost less than 10 minutes ten minutes less possession than the Jags did. They had oh, The Dolphins had 11 first downs compared to Jacksonville, who got 19. And Miami turned the ball over twice, and Jackson only turned, Jacksonville only turned it over once. And the Dolphins had 183 yards of total offense. <sighs> yeah. I don't think Adam Gase will get fired this fired this year, but I would not be surprised what an underwhelming performance that must have been. I am sure glad I didn't watch that game, because good God, that would have been horrible. That would have been an awful game to go to. I don't know if you could have paid me to go to that game. Uh, probably. I'd probably go with a Bortles jersey. Uh, alright. Rams-Cardinals. Rams 31, Cardinals 9. Not a lot that's surprising about that. Uh... Sort of what we were expecting. The Rams were without Todd Gurley, as he was he took on uh pregame warm-up and they decided that he was not healthy enough. So they just put in recently signed CJ Anderson and he ran for 167 yards and a touchdown on twenty carries. Jared Goff, I think, got a bit of his momentum back. He had two he had 216 yards, uh, 19 completions for, with a touchdown, um, you know, that's, it's a good game for, for, uh, LA, because they need to get golf some momentum, uh, the defense, I'm sure, played phenomenal, uh, LA had 33 first downs in the game, and at a 460 yards of passing, uh, Nice job for them. That's sort of what we thought this game would be. It uh, was just, you know, the Rams dominating. Uh, Josh Rosen, he struggled. My God. Um, 87 yards passing, four sacks, 12-23. of 23. They had to put Mike Glennon in, which, you know, it's a bad day when you have to put in Mike Glennon. Um Josh Rosen was the leading rusher for the Cardinals, 49 yards, four carries. Uh, I'm assuming most of those are scrambles. David Johnson just had 35 yards on 10 carries. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Steve Wilkes, the Cardinals head coach, gets fired this year uh, because it has been a disaster in Arizona. Um, you know, I like Rosen. I think he's going to be a great quarterback, but, man, that that's tough. That is tough. Uh, Arizona's on the road at Seattle next week. We'll see how well they do there. Uh, L.A. will, I believe they host San Francisco, so that, that should be an interesting game, but no, not a lot to see here. Not a lot that's surprising. Good win for the Rams. That's what they wanted. Um, Bears, Niners. Bears beat the Niners. Fourteen to nine. Mitch Trubisky actually played. You know, I think one of his better games in a while. Um, yeah, two hundred forty-six yards. A touchdown. Only four incompletions in the game, but you know, it. They they the Bears just needed the defense to hold them in this game, and he did that. Um, I mean, the Bears started slow as well. Like San Francisco had a nine-seven lead after the sec- after the second quarter, so after that halftime. Uh, but, that, you know, just a Jordan Howard run on a 12-play 90-yard drive was all they needed, and defense showed up and stopped them. So great job for Chicago, tough for San Francisco. Um, you know, the Bears now have – yeah, so the Bears clinched the three seed. Okay, so they will be hosting uh, either Minnesota or Philadelphia in the first round of the playoffs. And they could probably beat either one of those teams at home. I think Minnesota is a better matchup for them than Philadelphia. But we'll see. Uh, As for San Francisco, decent game for Kittle. Average average 10 yards per reception. Yeah, Nick Mullins is back to his usual self. Uh, I don't know why. Like, I know Kyle Shanahan has a really good passing offense. But why are you getting Nick Mullins to throw it eight, 38 times in a game? Like, almost 40 passes you're asking Nick, Nick Mullins to make against this Bears defense. I don't get it. Uh, so now San Francisco's 4-11 this season, in uh, a season with more downs than ups. Uh, Shout-out to the homie, Richard Sherman, he got ejected for protecting uh, his teammate yesterday. So that's that's what we like to see. Uh, but you know what? Just stockpiling another, you know, with another probably top five pick for San Francisco. And there you go. That's all, you know, two teams going in two different directions. And that, you know, that's how it should be. Okay, so the okay. Pardon me. So the Bears have clinched at least the three seed, and they do. So they do have a chance for the two seed. That's what I thought. But anyways, all right. The biggest game in the one twenty five, four twenty five, whichever time zone you're in. Uh, slot. The Saints just squeaking by the Steelers, thirty one twenty eight. The win officially gives the Saints. The first seed in the NFC, and you know what? I thought the Saints were gonna cruise by the Steelers, but the Steelers had their chances, and they blew them. They blew it. They ha- they had they had it. You know, Antonio Brown with three pa- three touch- uh, two touchdown passes from Ben Roethlisberger. And they had it. I... You know what? This is what you get with Pittsburgh. There's... They have so much potential, and they have so much talent, but they find ways to screw it up. Try... I can't say try not to screw it up. Because, like, Juju Smith-Schuster fumbled at the end of the game. And... That's just bad luck. Like nine nine times out of ten, Juju is holding on to that football, and the tenth time is right there at the most important time uh, for Pittsburgh. But you know what? They had a they had a chance to win, and you can't look back on these sort of things. Now you just have to go and beat Cincinnati and hope Cleveland beats Baltimore to get in. I I I I don't know what to say about Pittsburgh. They had it, it was up for grabs, but now you have to focus on beating Cincinnati next week. That that's all it is. Um Drew Brees with a, with a big uh, big performance. Michael Thomas had a big performance. You probably don't want to play New Orleans at home, but if you can get them on the road, that that's when, that's when they're at their weakest, I think, is on the road. So, but you don't want to play them at home if you can avoid it, but I think they're beatable at home. So we'll see. We'll see what the Saints have as the number one seed. Uh, Alright, Sunday Night Football. My Seattle Seahawks took down infant Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. 38-31. Um, I said the Seahawks would win. I didn't think they would make the playoffs this year. I will be honest. They have shocked me. I thought they would go 7-9 and nine this year. They're probably going to go ten and six, assuming they beat um, Arizona next week. But you know what? Anytime you, anytime you play Kansas City, you're you're probably going to get you know beat on defense. Your defense is probably going to struggle. And Seattle's defense did struggle. Thirty one points given up to the Chiefs, and four hundred and nineteen yards. But Seattle just kept coming back and, you know, never-say-die attitude. And we're ahead, 14-10 at half. And they were in control from the beginning of the game. Like, 464 passing uh, total yards on offense. Did not turn the ball over once. 35 minutes time of possession compared to Kansas City's 24. You know, 31 first downs, like, Seattle is good. I don't, uh, they could, they could easily go into Dallas and beat the Cowboys. Uh, I don't know uh, if, if they could beat, if they could play the Saints, I like their chances against the Saints. I don't know. I, I like their chances against the Rams. But. The Bears, I think, are going to be the, the, the most challenging team. I think the Bears are going to be are tougher as a matchup for Seattle. I think they could beat the Saints. Um, it'd be tough again going into the Super Bowl and we play them. Uh, I think we could beat the Rams. Uh, but you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. It wasn't. It wasn't. It it wasn't a perfect game for Seattle, but it was pretty close. God, it was so nice to see Doug Baldwin play well. Oh, my God. 126 yards, one touchdown. Finally, you know, he's been dealing with injury all year. Now he's finally stepping up. Lockett with almost 100 yards receiving. He had 99. Two Ed Dixon and Nick Finette getting touchdown passes as tight ends. Oh, my God. What a day. What a game. Uh, as for the Chiefs, I'll talk about the Chiefs. Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes played well. Him and Russell Wilson both each had really good games. But Mahomes, I don't know if this is gonna this is gonna sting for his MVP race. Um, I said last week I thought. Um, you know he was going to lose it. I was leaning, I was leaning towards him a little bit last, more last week because the Saints were so bad. I don't know if he's going to get it now. He probably will. I don't, I don't think this is a game that's going to hurt or help his case. But I'd still say Mahomes is probably the most likely person to get it. Damian Williams had a good game outside of the one. Bumble that really cost them. But, you know what? This is the time. You know what? The Chiefs are going to probably be the number one team in the AFC, I'm guessing. But, man. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Um, ouch. I... I, I, I'm starting to wonder a bit more about them. I mean, I know it. I, I, I said it. You know what? No. I shouldn't worry too much because it is Seattle. Seattle's not the easiest place to play. Mahomes is still growing. I shouldn't be too worried about the Chiefs. They'll, they'll be okay. I think they'll be all right. Uh, but great win for Seattle. I'm stoked. I am. I, I am really happy with my team. Hopefully we can get it done uh, next week against Arizona and maybe we beat Dallas in two weeks uh, all right Monday night football tonight on Christmas Eve. we have the Broncos and the Raiders Raiders were uh, plus three uh underdogs I believe coming into this game i I see this being a Oakland Raiders win because there's just a lot on i I think there's just a lot on the line here for the Raiders and they wanna you know Show off for their fans. This is probably going to be the last game in Oakland. Um, they, they want to win this game, I would think. Because, you know, the fan base has been very supportive in this time. Um, they want to leave on a high note. Even though the whole situation has been anything but a high note. And, you know what? It's Monday Night Football. It's Christmas Eve. They're at home in the black hole against one of their biggest rivals. Um, You know, I, I, I have a tough time going against the Raiders in this game. I think Denver is losing momentum each and every game. I don't, again, I'm still trying to figure out how they have six wins this year. Um this might be a good, uh, another solid game for Philip Lindsay, as he will probably run through the Oakland Raiders defense. But I see Derek Carr and John Gruden, you know. Jared Cook's gonna have a good good night. Uh, I I just see the Raiders offense just picking apart Denver's defense, and just getting to win. It's gonna be. I don't think it's gonna be a real big um, you know score. I think it's just gonna be an ugly tight game. Uh, Case Keenum, I think, will make some mistakes. And probably Carr will, too. But, you know, I, I just see it being a, uh, an Oakland Raiders win. Um, you know, Denver's lost their last two games. Oak, Oakland, besides, you know, playing like crap against Cincinnati last week, Actually played well against Pittsburgh. They played well against Kansas City. Didn't play so well against Baltimore, but they played well against Arizona. But uh, I'm I'm leaning towards the Raiders. Uh, I I'm I'm going to Oakland in this game. So uh, we'll see how that goes. I pick the Raiders. I take the under. As much as I love taking the over in games, I I, I take the under. Um... That's just my opinion, but we'll see if the, uh, if the Raiders can hold off the Broncos and win the last game at the Oakland Coliseum. Um, all right, everybody. Uh, we'll, just, we'll, we'll be off for a few days here. Um, probably won't be back until about Thursday or Friday. Uh, Wednesday on Boxing Day, there will be some bowl games. We'll probably have a recap of those for you here. Um, obviously no Thursday football and no Saturday football, a bunch of Sunday games as we determine who is, you know, making the playoffs, what position, what position everyone will be in first seed, second seed, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so make sure you're on the lookout for that. Uh, thanks for listening everyone. Have a great Christmas holidays and we look forward to seeing you guys soon and hearing from you guys as well. Uh, make sure you're following us on the Instagram page, Speak Your Peace. And you can follow us on Facebook or like our page on Facebook. So, thanks, everyone. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. And we'll chat again another time. All right. Peace.